Yeah, FSU ran into trouble real early on with that snap right into the quarterback who was kind of like, oh, what's happening? Oh, crap, no. <laughs> so that was not good, but it didn't really wind up costing them. They got a uh, pretty big score after that, 45 yards, Ryan Fitzgerald. And a breakthrough moment here tonight. We have points. <laughs> Florida State, 3-zip, thanks to Ryan Fitzgerald. It took a minute for somebody to get a score going on, but they did eventually get it. They go 3 nothing to the half. Ooh, it's a thriller. <laughs> Three nothing to the half. FSU fighting to try to stay alive to get in the college football playoffs, right? Then you have Louisville. Now they go reverse to a flea flicker. Back to Plummer, and he's got to go underneath to a screen, and they do so with Coleman, who spins free for a first down and more. Did he stay in? Extra yardage, Kevin Coleman. A little so the double reverse flea flicker to a screen pass. <laughs> Like, it's a kind of a brilliant play because the flea flicker is always a long-distance play. It's always, you know, 45-yard throw or something like that. So that's actually kind of a brilliant play. Give him credit for that. And with that, we are tied. A 12-play drive for Louisville. 36-yard kick from Brock Travelstead. That made it 3-3. 3-3 FSU versus Louisville. Another Wildcat setup here. State offensively. Toa FSU Feely's from the 27. Yep. So had some success earlier today. Wildcat set up. Toafili in his quarterback. It's a good block to break free. Lawrence Toafili. Could he? Here he goes. And they push him out inside the 10. But a big chunk play for the Knowles. Yeah, pretty good. He gets down to like the two-yard line, which they follow up. And they're going to stick with it. Same thing, Wildcat Tofili in the back backfield. Don't fix it, right, Joe? And Brock Glenn, the true freshman quarterback. Not going to need him if Tofili's doing stuff like this right here. Touchdown, Florida State. So Florida State gets a touchdown. Finally, it's 10 to 3. Louisville got a field goal that made it 10 to 6. Uh, then uh, Louisville had the play of the game, at least to that point, the scary one. Jesse, their eighth three and out. Master Seven minutes to go in the game, and Louisville sacks the FSU punter on the 10, recovering the ball, and, uh, you know, obviously because it's a turnover on downs. Um, but they are looking at 11 minutes, and they're on the verge of scoring, and they're down by four. And this is where, see, you know, you might have heard this argument about did FSU deserve to get into the college football playoff. We'll talk about that in a second. But just think about what this defense does, okay? So they have a first and goal. All right, and one play after your team just got their punter sacked and the other team recovered, and you're only up by four in a game where you're fighting and scraping to stay alive in the ACC championship, and then this. And now a golden opportunity as they take over on the 12-yard line. Play action. To the zone. What a catch! Are they saying touch? No! Incomplete, they say. This was a touchdown until the defender, Bethune, for Florida State, ripped it out of the receiver's hands on the ground. He didn't have control long enough for it to be a touchdown. It wasn't an interception either because he was rolling. His back was over the back line. But 
man, he stopped a touchdown at that point, which could have ended the game or could have at least, you know, put Louisville up for the time. So then it's second down. Third and nine. Sorry, third down. Four-man rush against Plummer to the end zone. This time, and it's intercepted by Bethune. Same guy. Talk about a defense. I mean, that's amazing. He single-handedly saved the game right there. FSU drives down the other direction. They get a 33-yard field goal. They're up 13-6. to And then, and okay, you've heard about FSU's defense. I mean, you've heard about their offense, right? It's amazing with Jordan Travis, although he's out. That's the problem, and that's why you have all these weird configurations. But on fourth down, Louisville going for it. Plummer on fourth and seven. Two minutes to go. up and taken down by Fisk. Oh, as he had a night. Fisk gets a sack here. They go back and forth again with another clock set, another down set. You got Louisville again on fourth down and seven with a minute 21 to go. Fourth down and three. Plummer. Fisk is chasing him, and Fisk gets to him. The 300-pounder just closed down on Jack Plummer. (laughs) This dude, Fisk, I don't know how he did it, but he ran down the quarterback, running away from him in the backfield, tackled him, turned over on downs. FSU wins the game 16-6. So this defense is crazy good. Crazy good. And then, with an undefeated season, 13-0, FSU says, all right, college football playoffs, what number are you going to give us in our four? You know, obviously, Michigan's in because they won pretty easily. That game was boring. Uh, you know, Washington's in. That game was actually really good, them beating Oregon. Uh, but so Washington and Michigan are both undefeated. Alabama wins against Georgia. So Georgia's got a loss. They lost to Alabama. Alabama's got a loss. They lost to Texas. Texas got a loss. They lost to Oklahoma. So all these one-loss teams, the, the kind of the cascade of justifications. FSU should be in. The only question is who's the fourth team going to be in? What does the college football uh, playoff committee say? Texas and Alabama are in. Florida State undefeated. Yeah, you're not good enough anymore without that quarterback. Oh, good Lord, no. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't have the Elon Musk quote oh. uh, from that interview. <laughs> yeah. Up. I mean, that's <laughs> – oh, Whoa. that's a good – that's that's appropriate. Right. You know, FSU, go F yourself. Like, that's go basically – yourself. Right, go FSU yourself. That's what they said. This is crazy. Mike Norvell, I'm disgusted and infuriated. That's the coach FSU. I'm disgusted and infuriated with the committee's decision today to have what was earned on the field taken away because a small group of people decided they knew better than the results of the game. What happened today goes against everything that is true and right in college football. I agree. He's right. This is crazy. Unjustifiable. Unreal. Alabama fans and Texas fans, it's not your fault you got picked, but man, you should be ashamed of this. And I hope, I hope you are also outraged. Like, FSU deserves to be in it. How do you take a Power 5 conference undefeated? They win it throughout the year, even without their quarterback, and they keep winning. And you're going to tell them they don't deserve to be in the football play? This, I mean, thank God they're growing at 12 day- teams next year, but this is, oh, I'm not an FSU fan, not even remotely. But uh, this is outrageous. I mean, like, it's, I've said this this morning, and if you've heard me talk about this, I apologize for repeating, but, like, I genuinely think, like, Michigan and and um, Washington ought to be, like, boycotting the playoffs in solidarity. What if it had happened to you? What if they decided to put a couple other, you know, one-loss teams in that they thought were just better than you, even though you beat them, or even though you beat the teams you were supposed to beat? This FSU needs to be in the playoffs. I mean, I'm... There's no other solution that makes any sense. This is ridiculous. This is the giantest of asterisks behind the postseason in college football in history. 
because it doesn't matter what happens from here on out. It's always going to be tainted by the fact that they didn't put the undefeated, you know, ACC championship team in the playoffs. That's crazy. Seven eighteen News Radio ninety two three. Jake's got traffic for us. Jake. Well, we're looking good out there so far this morning. I ten and I one ten is at posted speeds. No issues on three mile bridge. If you're headed from uh, Navarre into Gulf Breeze, Highway ninety eight is flowing smoothly. Uh, headed through Milton into Pace uh, in Pensacola this morning. Uh, Highway ninety is clear all the way past Scenic. Highway twenty nine through Cantonment. No slowdowns. If you see anything out there this morning, let us know four three seven sixteen twenty News Radio ninety two three informative, local, dependable. You know, one of the things I always talk about with Frontier Motors is selection. They've got three hundred different cars, trucks, vans, as you know. SUVs, Jeeps, sedans, sports cars, all lots of cars, okay? That's actually why we wound up buying from them. Because, you know, I, I mean, I knew they were an advertiser, but I wasn't going to them for that. I was really, we were just trying to drive a Honda Odyssey. And nobody had one of the right year that we needed in order to make sure that that was actually the car that we were going to buy when time came, maybe six months in the future, because our Grand Caravan was going. We'd had it for 15 years, and it wasn't new when we bought it. Uh, we bought it for our you know, first baby, as you do. And uh, we needed to replace it, but not yet. But we couldn't drive one, like, Nobody was selling them and because they were too new used. And the pre-owned certifieds weren't – you couldn't drive them because people would buy them before they got – when they got cleaned up, they were – you couldn't drive them anymore because they were already bought. When they weren't cleaned up, you couldn't drive them because they wouldn't let you drive one that wasn't cleaned up. It was a weird paradox, but we literally couldn't find one to drive. Uh, so, uh, you know, they had one at Frontier. Right color, right trim package, everything, but we weren't buying a car yet. So we, we looked at it and we're like, oh, perfect. We'll see you in six months. And they're like, well, you want to see a price? I'm like, I mean, fine. We're, we're not buying a car today. Oh, that is a good price. Uh, can you come down a little bit? <laughs> I mean, I'm just, how far will this go? Yeah. Can you give us a day? Yeah. And we called them back a day later. I'm like, mm, you come down a little bit more? They're like, yeah. I was like, mm, can we buy it? <laughs> so we bought it. It was that easy. Like, that was our experience. And, again, i just so satisfied during and then after the sale with all the things that they do that I wouldn't go anywhere else. So we just went there because they had a car that, you know, nobody else had. And so for selection, they've got it. Frontier Motors serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hello. Here's today's Strength for Life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. Jesus loves the unlovable. He loves sinners, and sinners come in all shapes and sizes. In John 3, Jesus shows love to a religious sinner named Nicodemus. Yet in John 4, he shows love to an adulterous sinner known as the Samaritan woman. Nicodemus needed to be born again even though he was religious, just as the sinful Samaritan woman who had been married five times and was living with a man who wasn't her husband, she also needed to be born again. The fact is, we're all sinners. When the Samaritan woman realized who Jesus was, she believed on him savingly and then told people all over town how Jesus saved her soul from the consequences of her sin. I urge you, trust Christ today to deal with your sin problem. You'll be eternally glad that you did. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. Open enrollment for health insurance starts November 1st, and this year, enroll in a Florida Blue plan and get exclusive support from an approved Florida Blue agent. Affiliated Insurance wants to help you find a health plan that's right for you and meets your needs, not theirs. Make enrollment hassle-free this year by calling 850-477-5840 and make that appointment with your local Florida Blue agent today. Policies have limitation. Health insurance from Blue Cross of Blue Shield, Florida Incorporated, BBA, Florida Blue. Hi, this is Earl Ron. At New South Window, we bring the factory to you. 
Our windows and doors are made with quality in mind, and your products and installation are backed by our lifetime warranty. That's because New South Window knows the importance of single-source accountability. We believe in removing the middleman so you get more for your money. This is real factory direct. One company, one call, guaranteed for life. Get New South proud. Buy two of our products and get the third free. Visit NewSouthWindow.com. Fall is a great time of the year for gardening, whether it's fertilizing the lawn, pruning, planting shrubs, and of course, winter vegetables. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got fall gardening questions, we've got the answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesday, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Presented by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, Barnes Feed Store, and Lucky's Pine Straw. Pensacola right now from 4 till 7, right before Dave Ramsey on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. I did not achieve this position in life by having some snot nosed punk leave my cheese out in the wind. So much. 723 here on News Radio 923, informative local hairspray. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. We've got a lot of text in here on this college football playoff scandal. This is ridiculous. Like, uh, here's, okay, 437 Uh Somebody says, I'm a UF grad and a career FSU oppositionist. FSU should be in at number three. Defense wins championships. This is a television market size decision where the ad revenue is more important than what happens on the field. I hope that's not true, but that's just sad. Um, let's see. If FSU really deserves it, they need to smash Georgia, but I think they'll get exposed for being weak. Yeah, but that's not the answer, really. I mean, the point is what you did on the field in terms of the record throughout the year. Uh, same person said strength of schedule matters. Liberty was also undefeated in conference champions, but their strength of schedule is 133. No, I actually agree. Although, like, if I were solving this problem, I'd probably put Liberty in as the number four. Let them get blown out, but at least an undefeated team, kind of like UCF a couple years ago or whatever. Was it, it was a couple years ago, wasn't it? Anyway, um, Alabama had a strength of schedule that was much better than FSU. Okay, fair enough. But again, Alabama squeaked out a muffed punt victory over uh, Auburn, and they squeaked out a victory over Georgia from one missed field goal that we don't know what would have happened in overtime, right? That's not the dominating victory that you think it is. Uh, let's see. Somebody here says it's a sad, sad day for all college football players and staff. And I haven't seen one Alabama fan on social media bragging about all this. <laughs> they're bragging about how they made it, but they're not bragging about how all this turned out, right? So, uh, 4-3-7-16-20. Um, oh, curious about my ethical thoughts on uh, and reasoning if Michigan should even be in the playoffs with the sign-stealing issue. You know, honestly, I don't know enough about that, and I wish I did because I'd give you a better answer. Um, I don't know enough about it, so I don't want to speak... Uh, if if it was genuinely like a violation of the rules and all they got was what Harbaugh was out for, what, two or three games? Um, that doesn't seem like the same kind of penalty that I would expect you to get for something like that. So um, I have to kind of put that aside in my analysis because I don't really know enough about it. I apologize for that. 437-16-2437-1620. College football needs an overhaul of their playoffs. Somebody says here, yeah, well, next year, you know, next year. Uh, somebody else says, uh, let's see. 
Uh, Georgia should be in too, and I'm not a Georgia fan. Yeah, well, that's the problem, right? The the cascade of reasoning. Georgia versus Alabama, Alabama versus Texas, Texas, Oklahoma. So, uh, you know, last time Oklahoma played a big team, they played, well, at, well, <laughs> FSU, of course, beat Oklahoma, but that was in the last year's Fiesta Bowl or whatever. 726 on News Radio 92.3. Um, a lot of weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth this morning over college football and yesterday morning. Is, I was stunned. I was at the uh, Snowball Derby, and I had not heard the news that the teams were out, uh, that the football playoff was out, and I was in a group of people. One was a Georgia fan, one was an uh, Alabama fan, and one was an FSU fan, and I'm there in my, my Auburn sweatshirt, and they're like, you saw the ranks, or, you saw the, the playoffs, right? I'm like, no, <laughs> why? And the FSU fan FSU didn't get like no, and none of, nobody could believe it. Nobody, nobody was. That doesn't make any sense at all. Anyway, Jake's got traffic on the fires. Jake, this, by the way, I tell you this. I know it's a Monday, and if you're not a football fan, this might be like, why do I care? Okay, because today this is all anybody's going to be talking about at work. This is the only thing people are going to be talking about at work today. Jake, go yeah, ahead, sir. That's all they were talking about at church yesterday. I just kept hearing, well, you know, their schedule. It's just not as difficult. And I just, oh man, yeah. Uh, we were civil, though. It was church, though, but it, it got it got a little heated in the band room, I got to tell you. Uh, Highway 29 is accident-free from the Atmore cutoff in Molino through Cantonment. Nine Mile is accident-free, not showing any delays in Car City. Highway 90 is clear from Milton through Pace. I-10 and I-110 at posted speeds this morning. Highway 98 in Gulf Breeze, Navarre, and Winhaven all flowing smoothly. If you see anything out there slowing you down this morning, 437-1620 is our traffic tip line. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. 727 here on News Radio 92.3. If uh, you have a plumbing issue, leak, drip, weird sound in the wall when you flush the toilet or turn on the faucet, you know the plumbing shouldn't talk back to you. Okay, that's not the way that works. And if it talks back to you for a while and then stops like the noise goes away, that's even worse. Things don't heal themselves, not in the right way. Call Barberry Plumbing. They'll fix it flat rate pricing by the job, not by the time it takes. 477-8782 for Barberry Plumbing. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? The attorney for former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin says he's now been released from the hospital and returned to federal prison in Arizona. He was stabbed nearly two dozen times last month. Chauvin's attorney says his client's family is concerned about the prison's ability to protect him after that attack. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says he uh, won't take no for an answer when it comes to those floating buoy barriers in the Rio Grande. Speaking on Fox News Sunday, uh, Abbott said that uh, an appeals court used an outdated law when they upheld the ruling ordering him to remove the buoys from the water last week. They cover about 1,000 feet in the river with anchors in the riverbed and are separated by rounded blades to keep people from crossing over. And apparently basketball legend Michael Jordan crashed a Ferrari into a parked car in Hollywood over the weekend. Luckily, there were no injuries reported. This happened uh, no, no, late Saturday no, night. No, not, not correct. The car no. was the victim. Well, that's true. You, the if, car if was damaged. If a Ferrari damaged. is damaged, that you is can't bad. say there's that's no victims. True. That's true. And the car he was driving was an, eight, uh, an 812 Superfast, which reportedly costs anywhere from three hundred ten dollars to $690,000. Wow. Uh, that's not one. I'm, I'm looking it up real quick to say, oh, that's a beautiful car. <laughs> but <laughs> they are saying it was just an accident and it was not DUI related. Well, so good. there's I mean, that. But still, there's still a victim. Mm-hmm. All right, David, thanks so much. for when, Whenever I watch these movies and they destroy you know, supercars, even though I know most of the time they're not, really right. destroying it or it's cgi or it's a shell or whatever there's still a part of it's like oh, it's tough to ooh. see yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ow, yeah stop it stop it <laughs> that hurts it does hurt all right david thanks so much for the update 729 here on news radio 92.3 um oh <laughs> this is just kind of an odd little story we got a news note out that says that if you walk faster 
it affects your health to such a degree that you're able to ward off diabetes more likely the faster you walk. So fast walking people are less at risk of uh, suffering from diabetes. So now you have a reason if you're in a crowd and people are being slow in front of you like, out of the way, I'm trying to avoid diabetes. That can be your rally cry. See, honey, me walking fast is not that bad. That's right. She gets on me all the time. It's like, where I are you do, going? I do wonder, though, if it's, you know, correlation or causation, right? You know, there's always that question. Can you make your chances go down by walking faster? Mm. I don't know, but walking faster will not hurt you. Nope. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. The U.S. Navy shoots down three drones during an attack on commercial ships in the Red Sea launched by Iran-backed fighters in Yemen. Five fighters from another group are reported killed in Iraq. It's described as a self-defense strike on an imminent threat. We're told a group of fighters appeared to be preparing a drone or rocket attack targeting U.S. forces in Iraq. They were taken out by a one-way United States drone. Fox's Jonathan Savage, the mother and sister of a man suspected of killing four family members in New York City, say he was mentally unstable. Two police officers are also stabbed. They're expected to recover. Investigators say one of the responding officers managed to shoot and kill the suspect 38-year-old Courtney Gordon. An 11-year-old girl, 12-year-old boy, man and woman had all been stabbed and killed. Fox's CB Cotton police had to wait for a fire to be put out before going inside. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 731 at News Radio 923. Mostly cloudy skies this morning. It is 60 degrees in Pensacola. Florida Senators asking for a travel ban to and from China. Senators Marco Rubio, Rick Scott, and three other Republican senators wrote a letter on Friday to the White House asking for a travel ban. That letter sent in response to a rise in respiratory illnesses like pneumonia in China. The senators write that we should immediately restrict travel between the U.S. and China until we know more about the dangers posed by the new illness. Escambia and Pensacola City firefighters teaming up again this year to keep the wreath green. It's their annual effort to reinforce good fire safety habits. This, of course, as holiday decorations go up and temperatures drop. People tend to use face heaters. People tend to use fireplace. People tend to make use their fire pits outside to try and stay warm. That is uh, public safety spokesman Davis Wood. He says last year, 16 green bulbs had uh, had to change to red in the county. There was only one red bulb for the city wreaths. All 21 county and five city fire stations now have five-foot wreaths displayed out front to keep track. A 56-year-old man in critical condition after a Highway 29 hit-and-run crash over the weekend, FHP says they're looking for the motorist that fled the scene of that crash. That all happened on Saturday night about 7.30 on 29 near Jacqueline Way. Troopers say the victim walked out into the southbound lanes of Highway 29 and was hit by an unknown vehicle. The driver did not stop. FHP now asking for anyone with information to contact them. There were long lines of people in Milton over the weekend for the remote area medical free clinic at the high school. A lot of people can't afford very affordable health care, and with something like this, it helps them with the service they're, they're providing. That is Barry Coward, who talked with Channel 3. He was waiting in line for some free dental care. The turnout so high that a lot of people camped out overnight in the school parking lot to be the first in line the next morning. The clinic offered free vision, dental, and medical services to those in need. It was staffed by volunteer medical teams. Well, it was a rainy Saturday, but despite that, 
there was still a big turnout for the annual Runway 5K at the Pensacola Airport. 500 runners ended up taking part in that event, even as the rain poured down on them. It was the 11th year for the event, which raises money for the USO. Over the years, more than $300,000 has been raised for the organization. Uh, College football fans have a lot to look forward to this month. The uh, bowl game schedule was released yesterday. There's going to be nine games that are either happening in Florida or are involving Florida teams. Those include the University of South Florida and Syracuse and the Boca Raton Bowl on Thursday the 21st. Friday the 22nd, the University of Central Florida uh, plays Georgia Tech in the Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa. The 28th, the University of Miami plays Rutgers in the Pinstripe Bowl. And on the 30th, Florida State plays Georgia in the Orange Bowl in Miami Gardens. 7.35 right now. It's News Radio 92.3. And let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. Jake, what are you seeing? Well, not too bad this morning. Highway 90 in front of Beulah Elementary School is a little bit slow going in both directions, but not too bad. Just use caution in that area. Uh, keep in mind, you know, school zones are going to be uh, scattered throughout the area as kids get dropped off for school this morning. Highway 98 westbound starting to back up in Tiger Point at the light at Avalon, Garson Point. Uh, Highway 29 is accident-free from the Atmore cutoff in Molino through Cantonment. Nine Mile is looking good. Highway 90 is clear from Milton into Pace, and I-10 and I-110 is at posted speeds. This traffic report is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Big enough to get the job done, yet small enough to care. Call 250-3756 for a no-hassle estimate. That's 250-3756 for Executive Landscaping. If you see anything out there, let us know. Our traffic tip line is 437-1620. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local to we will have a lovely day today with mostly sunny skies. Temperatures warming up near 70 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 44 degrees. For Tuesday, partly cloudy skies with a high near 65. Tuesday night, temperatures dropping near 44. As we go into Wednesday, temperatures continue to drop with a high near 58, mostly sunny skies. Stay connected at Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now, 59 degrees in Pensacola. It's 60 in Gulf Breeze, 57 in Milton. Our next news at uh, 8 o'clock and breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Jennifer Kashinka with your Money Now. Southwest Airlines and its pilots union are closing in on a new contract that would raise pay for the carrier's more than 11,000 aviators and and months of contentious negotiations weeks ahead of the crucial holiday travel season. The company and the union have agreed on pay, retirement, and other items, but are working on an implementation schedule. Delta, United, and American have already finalized multi-billion dollar labor agreements with pilots earlier this year. Fashion retailers have found a way to make their shops dazzle customers again, make them more like Apple stores. The Wall Street Journal says brands including H&M and Zara have closed hundreds of stores in recent years to cut costs as more shoppers turn to e-commerce. Now they're investing in those that remain to lure customers in ways they can't online. The new-look stores are typically larger and more spacious, offer services such as beauty salons, repair stations, and coffee shops, and enable new digital features such as apps that allow shoppers to rummage virtually through the storeroom. That's your Money Now. REAP Maxwell Respite Center needs your monetary donations. They are not a shelter. Their transitional housing life skills, programs for the homeless, and emergency shelter programs work. They give a hand up, not a handout, by teaching self-sufficiency through life skills classes by using personalized case management. If you want to help the homeless make a change, please donate by visiting reapreentry.org and connect with Maxwell. 
They need your help to continue making this work. The Pensacola Christmas Concert is back on News Radio 92.3. It's 24 hours of Christmas music from you, Pensacola. Local churches, local bands, local musicians, all right here on News Radio 92.3, all Christmas Day. We have music from the Pensacola Children's Chorus, the Pensacola Civic Band, Olive Baptist Church, the Perdido Brass, and more. And if you'd like your music to be part of the Pensacola Christmas Concert, send an email to christmas at newsradio923.com. This is Joe Ford with Pensacola Right Now. I can happily wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. I can't wait to spend the next month listening to Christmas music and giving my nine-month-old little girl her first screenings of The Santa Claus, Home Alone, A Charlie Brown Christmas, and of course, It's a Wonderful Life. Merry Christmas from my family and from all of us at News Radio 92.3. Merry Christmas. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Well, life on the farm, I kind of laid back. Ain't much an old country boy to me can't hack. Early to rise, early in the sack. I thank God I'm a country boy. And I can take you for a ride on my big green tractor. Man, it is our once-a-month check-in with Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms up in uh, Jay, Florida. Just a wonderful operation. Local farmer trying to do his best to survive and maintain the farm that he's been doing for you know his whole life, basically. Ryan, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Oh, man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's uh, winter, so you guys have, or almost winter, I mean officially, you know what I mean, but for the season for your farming. Uh, you guys finished doing your cotton. Did it turn out as poorly as we were anticipating, unfortunately? Yeah, we uh, we finished last Thursday night, so uh, they've still got some to gin, you know, before we get our, our true final numbers back, but it's, it's looking pretty pretty rough you know it looks like we're probably going to be down in that uh, probably lost around 40 percent or so from what we would usually get so not a not just <laughs> just glad it's over really i mean it's been a it's been a very trying year remember it started out very wet during planting season and then about uh the middle of july or so second week of july rain shut off and we didn't get really any more until uh what, late September, early October, we got a little rain event that came through, but been a tough year. Just just glad it's over with and we were safe and everything else went good other than the weather and uh hopefully we'll get to do it again next year. Yeah, and you know, it's I I, I guess you might say that um it, it can only be better next year, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's Well, like... I don't know. <laughs> I like to think so, but if it's not I'm going to see if I can become a radio DJ. Hey, we 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 always are hiring. We are always looking. We need you making uh, peanuts and and cotton though uh, more than we need you on the radio. I think. Uh, <laughs> but man, I I I understand every. I, I I wish honestly, I wish when you and I get on the radio, and I know some sometimes it has been this way. We get on the radio and make people kind of like I'm a you know farming. That kind of sounds like a good thing for me. But I do think a lot of times it's like, oh my god, I would never want to do that. But thank God somebody does, you know. And I'm super glad that you guys do. Um, finishing up on 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 the cotton, you guys are going to have to what you know you have to kind of go through and grind the stalks, right? Because that's the one crop that doesn't sort of destroy itself, right? 
That's correct. Basically, all the other crops that we grow in this area, are the plants are destroyed during the harvest process, and cotton is the one that's not. You know, the, the plant is still standing strong out in the middle of the field. So we have a machine that goes in and uh, chops it up into finer pieces and then pulls the roots up out of the ground. And all that is to, number one, to help the plants be in small pieces that can begin to decay and decay rapidly you know, uh, to return organic matter back to the soil for next year, as well as boll weevils are not a, a problem now, but that's one of the reasons we do it is to keep them from becoming a problem again if, if there were one to escape. You know, we had, we've talked about it before. We had the boll weevil eradication uh, program back in the what, late 80s, I guess it was, and basically destroyed the boll weevil, which was a pest that had made it, where you couldn't grow cotton in this area it was so bad on the cotton hmm. it just wasn't feasible to grow it anymore so they destroyed that and uh, or eradicated that in our area so one of the problems was you know if there were any believers they would harbor in the leftover cotton stalks over winter and and be there for you when you plant it again in the spring so so we learned back then that we have to uh, destroy our stalks in a timely manner in case there were any escapes, you know, it wouldn't give them a place to live. So is there, that's another reason we do it. So, you know, I'm sure somebody's thought of this. I'm, I assume I'm not the first person asking this question, but um, it's like wood almost, those cotton stalks, which is why part of the reason why you have to destroy it because it kind of gets in the way of anything that you would do next year. But And obviously the bull we like you're talking about. Has anybody looked into the possibility of there being a use of those cotton stalks as a, I mean, it's almost like a wood product. I mean, is that something anybody's ever investigated? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure somebody's looked at it uh, for, for biomass, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it probably cost us a lot of money to make somebody else a whole lot of money to be able to do that. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I do agree. It's worth, it's worth checking into for sure. Yeah, I just think, I mean, I don't know, for firewood, for not, I mean, I don't know what it would be useful for, but it seems like it might have some, but you're right, I mean, the cost of harvesting would probably be prohibitive as well, that makes sense. Um, you guys also, uh, let's see, oh, by the way, uh, we didn't get to talk about this, but uh, I believe you won an award, a 2023 Farm Press Peanut Efficiency Award, so you're an award-winning farmer, not just a local farmer, is that right? Yeah, but it don't really mean much. No. <laughs> no we, I know uh, how you feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, we did. We were very fortunate to do that. That was a, a, a pretty neat process. Someone nominated me, and then uh, then the, the application process was uh, it was very difficult. But basically, it's an efficiency award. It's, it's saying that you're uh, doing everything as efficiently as you possibly can and still making high yields and things like that. So it was... Our area was for the southeast, which is the biggest uh, peanut growing region in the country. I had to compete against growers from Georgia, Florida, and Alabama, and those are the three biggest uh, contributors to peanuts in America. So anyway, it was a very lengthy process, but it was very, very uh, neat to be able to win that and to be able to share some of the things that we do on our farms. With other farmers as well, to get to hear the winners from the other part of the country uh, speak and hear what they're doing, and yeah. you know, we're at the end of the day, we're all on the same team, just trying to do better than what we did yesterday. Yeah, no, that's great. That's uh, the one time where you can say that people from Florida, Alabama, and Georgia are all on the same team, right? <laughs> it's not. 
that's not the yeah. normal way yeah. that works. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're talking to Ryan exactly. Jenkins, the uh, the owner of Jenkins Farms up in Jay, Florida. Hang on for just a second. Ryan, Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? Okay, well, at Highway 98 westbound, starting, uh, it's, back, it's backing up at the Tiger Point light there at Avalon Garcon Point. Um, and if you're headed south on Highway 29, there's some congestion at East 10 Mile Road, stretching for about a mile there. Uh, otherwise, I-10 and I-110 is at posted speeds. Um, Highway 90 through uh, Milton and Pace, uh, no accidents reported there. If you have any traffic info to report this morning, let us know. 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. Back to Ryan Jenkins, our farmer up in Jay, Florida. Ryan, um, this time of year, now that you're done with cotton, done with peanuts, um, done with corn, are you, well, maybe you got, I don't know, second corn or whatever, but uh, do you have cover cover crops you're putting in? Is that what you're act, uh, you're getting ready to do? Yep, we're getting ready to plant our, our wheat notes that we plant every year as a cover crop. We'll plant as much as we have seed saved up from last year. We'll plant that many acres. And, uh, you know, there's lots of reasons that we do that. It's We have been doing this for many years now. I think it's a good thing. I know that uh, you said there was something in the newspaper that made it sound like maybe it wasn't as good, but but uh yeah you and i, I just really just for for, for for the listener's sake uh you and i were talking briefly off the air before we came on and i said the there was an article in the pnj about cover crops and they um that sort of the environmental folks thought that cover crops were good as a form of carbon capture related to global warming and uh, but the article was indicating that for example rye when used as a cover crop didn't enhance yield the next year but actually reduced cap cash crop yields meaning that you know cover crops were a loss financially even though they were you know good for carbon capture or whatever and i'd never heard you say anything like that so i was curious i always thought the rationale was cover crops protected the soil which enhanced yields yes i i am of the opinion that they do enhance yields and there's several reasons for i mean some of the reasons we plant cover crops are obviously erosion control you know, if you plant a cover crop out there, there's basically not going to be any water or wind erosion. Um, otherwise, your field's just going to be bare during the winter. And every time it rains, the soil's going to erode and wash away. Um, then when it starts drying up on those cold front, after the cold front comes through and you've got a strong north wind, then, then you're going to have wind erosion with dust blowing everywhere. So it, it completely does away with that. It, uh, it keeps weeds down. So, that, so there's not near as many weeds that you have to deal with in the spring. Um, it keeps the nutrients tied up toward the upper part of the soil column toward the surface. So there, there are many, many reasons we do it. Then in the spring, it also uh, it helps conserve moisture. Oh. And then, of course, you're, you're returning the organic material right back to the soil. We'll come in and, and kill that cover crop and then plant our row crop right into that. Okay. And we'll till just a small strip that most of that uh, old plant material from the cover crop is still right there, never even being touched. So the moisture from the cover crop creates a richer, wetter soil environment when you go to actually plant the crops in that soil. Is that Do I have that right? Correct. Oh, yes. Interesting. Okay. Just from being, 
from the soil being shaded. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. So by the shade prevents it from drying out. With Okay, that makes sense. Okay, interesting. Um, by the way, I got a couple of notes in here. Uh, one was that uh, somebody said, Couple generations ago, my mother's side was pretty wealthy. They lost everything to the boll weevil. Uh, almost never recovered from it. it. Took two generations, and they did so by switching into uh, running alcohol during prohibition. <laughs> as, as you, a, <laughs> as, you know, as a workaround, as a different solution. Um, uh, we, we always like to end with a uh, like a farm fact or a, did you know anything about farming? You got one of those for me this week? I did. You know, it's a few days late, but still, it's. It's of interest to me. Um, you know, American Farm Bureau for since the mid eighties has been doing the average cost of a Thanksgiving meal yeah. every year for ten people. And they 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 check out the same items every year, every state across America and then compare them, you know, each year. So uh this just last week, a Thanksgiving meal for this year averaged just a little over sixty one dollars for ten people. And that's down about $3 from the year before in 22, which was the record high since they've been keeping keeping score here. You don't say the record high for something was 2022, huh? Okay. No, just kidding. Like everything was up last year, right? Yeah. Um, So this year it was uh, just a little over $61. But the important part of that for me and for our listeners, I think, is the farmer's share of that was about $9. So, so you made like thirteen percent. If I'm my quick math on that, uh, so yeah, out of out of it's a, rough, rough, rough 15, figures is fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. There you go. Area, so um, 60, 61, 62, split. something like that, and you guys make nine across all of y'all, like all the farmers, not not, not Ryan. Yeah, okay. I mean turkey people, cranberry people, just farmers in general. I like that. Cranberry people. That's cute. <laughs> oh, I did get a text in here. Yeah. I wanted to get your, I don't know the answer to this, but somebody said, you know, I know a fair number of farmers in Jay right now and, and their December activity is hunting. <laughs> is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. It, once you get your stuff done, yes, there's a lot of that that goes on as well. <laughs> a little, a little bit of recreational fun, which is good and feeding fun too, if you get the right stuff. Uh, Ryan Jenkins, he is our farmer okay. in uh, Jay, Florida. And Ryan, you know, I always say it and I, I never say it as a, just a throwaway. I genuinely mean it, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you do. I appreciate you uh, feeding and clothing my kids and all of our clothes, all of our kids and all of our families, man. I appreciate it, sir. We'll talk to you next month. Well, thank you so much. Y'all have a good week. All right. Merry Christmas. Happy new year. We'll see you in January. You too. See you soon. 752 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home, practicing calculus. You made fun of her. A lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis and Associates. And she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis and Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656-PPV is, call Benakis and Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis and Associates. When you need someone who practices long division for fun, Paul Benakis and Associates, now in the historic district on 120 South Alconies and online at flacpas.com. Benakis and Associates, leave the numbers to the experts. 
A gift certificate from Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa makes the perfect last-minute gift for all your hard-to-buy-for loved ones on your list. After all of the preparation and work getting ready for the holidays, they need to relax. And Stillwater's makes it easy for you. You can get a gift certificate in minutes by going to swmedspa.com on your smartphone and then have it emailed or printed out at home. Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa voted Best Spa on the Coast and Best of the Bay 18 years in a row. swmedspa.com Hi, I'm Terrence A. Gross. As many of you know, I am a local board-certified personal injury lawyer, and I have practiced in this community for almost 40 years. Our law firm handles only people that have been injured due to the negligence of another. Join me this Wednesday at 1030 on Pep Talk as we discuss all aspects of personal injury law. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. This is Lewis Fair, wishing you a safe and happy holidays. Please don't text and drive or drink and drive. Well, in a few weeks, Cat Country celebrates their 20th anniversary. And on behalf of the Apple Yard Agency, who's been around over 60 years, we want to wish you the happy anniversary and the best holidays possible. We love our partnership with Cat Country. This is Will with Hill Kelly Dodge, wishing you a happy holiday from our family to yours. Never miss a breaking news story or important weather update again. Download the News Radio Pensacola app and opt in for push notifications. Mungo like candy. So shy, like a child who had Like candy. <laughs> Seven fifty-five here on News Radio ninety-two-three. Informative, local, dependable. Um, Saturday morning, pretty serious accident uh, on Olive Road. This is just one of those. You know, when we talk about speeding and how people do really dumb things when they're driving, um, this is one of those. Got the note in here. It said a Nissan Coupe was traveling eastbound on County Road 290. That's Olive Road. Uh, at a high rate of speed. That's fast. <laughs> Normal person talk. The vehicle began rotating and entered the north shoulder. The Nissan collided with not one, not two, but three mailboxes, a utility pole, several trees, and a handrail for pedestrians. You know those like weird-looking little ones over the three-inch ditch or whatever that they've got up on all of the new roads? The Nissan re-entered the travel lanes of uh, Olive while overturning. The Nissan came to rest within the westbound and center left turn lane of Olive on its roof. The driver was able to exit the vehicle prior to it becoming engulfed in flames investigation is ongoing pending blood results but man thank goodness nobody was seriously hurt but uh pretty terrifying stuff to think about uh jake's got our traffic on the fives jake all right highway 98 westbound starting to back up in tiger point at the light at avalon garson point uh, if you're headed south on highway 29 there's some congestion starting around east 10 mile road stretching for about a mile there heading south uh, highway 90 is clear from Milton into Pace. On the west side, though, Highway 90 going by Beulah Elementary School is a little slow in both directions because of the school zone. Otherwise, I-10 and I-110 at posted speeds. If you see anything out there this morning slowing you down, let us know. 437-1620 is our traffic tip line. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Well, Iranian-backed Houthi rebels are now claiming responsibility for attacks carried out in the Red Sea. On Sunday, the USS Carney shot down drones that officials say were launched from Houthi-controlled parts of Yemen. 
Uh, U.S. Central Command says the attacks represent a direct threat to international commerce and maritime security. OpenAI's chat GPT store apparently won't be opening now until next year, thanks to uh, the chaos surrounding Sam Altman and the company's board of directors. The company behind ChatGPT says the app store for AI will now open in uh, early 2024. Last month, Altman had said that would open in time for the holidays. And this one didn't take long. A uh, George Santos movie is now reportedly in the works. (laughs) Uh, After his expulsion from Congress, HBO bought the rights to a book about Santos by former Newsday reporter Mark Chisano called The Fabulous. The Fabulous, the lying, hustling, grifting, stealing, and very American legend of George wow. Santos, HBO says it'll be a dark comedy. That is a great title that nobody will ever remember all of it. Right. But that is a great title. The all Very American. Is, yes. I would say that. America is full of characters. Crazy, ridiculous, absurd, sometimes criminal, sometimes not characters. Um, they, we, we, we grow those here. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we definitely. And, you know, George Santos is one of those people... For better or worse, he'll be remembered. Oh, man, don't say that. That's just that that notoriety is its own commodity, right? Absolutely. But, yeah, no, I'm actually a little bit surprised that they're not making that into, like, a Hallmark movie where he's the guy who comes back home and marries the girl that had been dating the boring dentist or whatever, you know, and they open a tree, Christmas tree farm together and Mm – he sells to hmm. all the genders. I mean, who knows what, what he could do, right? So, <laughs> David, thanks so much for the update. They could have just, just made a True Lies 2 sequel, <laughs> and then he could have been. And he could have been the, uh, what was his fake name? I remember Carlos Danger for uh, uh, for Wiener. What was his What was his fake I, name? Do you I remember it? I can't remember. I no. can't remember it either. It's good, though. <laughs> I could just, yeah, that's right. Uh, he could be the fake spy where they cut the mobile home in, in, in half, and, you know, they come and scare him out of his wits. <laughs> The Bill Paxton character. I'm think I'm imagining it right now as you're talking about it. All right, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Thank, thank you so much for listening. You're listening to News Radio 92.3 WNRP Golf Breeze Milton Pensacola.